The first apartment I lived in was a six-unit building in Chicago where I didn't know a single soul or anyone on the street. If I fell, cracked my head, and died, the only way that I would be discovered would be the flies because the neighbors had no idea who I was. Where I live now, in Silver Lake, for you Westsiders, Silver Lake is a quaint neighborhood about six <laughs> hours east of here on the 10. Where I live now in Silver Lake, my wife Andrea and I were blissfully unknown by every one of our neighbors for a long time. Then we decided to trade all of it, our bank account, sleep, and our neighborhood autonomy for two adorable, well-behaved little children. When Andrea was seven months pregnant with our first child after four years of trying, on some days the only thing that made her comfortable were excruciatingly slow walks through our neighborhood. She gorgeous, large, gingerly moving, me, shell-shocked and proud, knowing we were going to be perfect parents. We live on a very busy street, close to a remarkably well-hidden and quiet cul-de-sac. It's more of a large loop, really. And she'd walk to the entrance of that cul-de-sac, and we'd walk around the loop until she felt better. Something about a pregnant woman and a doting dad-to-be opened up the floodgates. We'd pass the hundred houses on that hidden loop, and seemingly every door would open, people rushing out to congratulate us. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? Our answer was, we're waiting to be surprised. That would make one old lady on the back end of it say every time, how will you know whether to paint the room blue or pink? Often, on the back side of the cul-de-sac, the mayor of cul-de-sacville would appear. <laughs> Catherine. Ah, Catherine. Earth goddess, gorgeous. The first time we saw her, she had her long-haired five-year-old daughter and her bearded documentary filmmaking husband at her side. <laughs> Craftsman house, antique rocking chairs on the porch, her hand holding a glass of chilled cucumber water. She saw us coming up the little hill, had time to grow the cucumbers, melt the water from an Icelandic glacier, braid her daughter's hair perfectly, and greet us to the world of parenthood-to-be with a perfect elixir to calm frazzled nerves. She had gentle and expert advice, all delivered in a way that made us feel better. We felt welcomed, and she never even once asked if we knew if it were a boy or a girl. Her little girl took my hand and said, I'm Tessa, when did you move in? I said, four years ago. <laughs> Bearded dude's eyes arched, Catherine paused for a second, composed herself and said, I feel like we've been friends since you moved in. Join us on our porch for some porch time. We did, and we sat there for an hour, and some of the neighbors came by. It was an impromptu porch time party. We shared stories, my wife's eyes shining, Catherine sighing, saying, it takes a village to raise a child. She bent down to my wife's belly, placed her hands around it, and said, welcome to our village, sweet one. We can't wait to meet you. Andrea's growing belly was a ticket to a community I never knew could exist with neighbors I never knew we had. But then they found out where we lived. A few scoffed that we were cul-de-sac adjacent. <laughs> but the rest adopted us anyway, and Catherine would even leave her fiefdom and come and visit us on our porch. Our baby boy came, and we went into our cocoon, help just a phone call away. Catherine doesn't text. A respectful distance was given, and then we would stroll around the neighborhood, our little son like a visiting prince, our walks around the loop becoming mini parades. After the heartache and weight of our four-year journey to become parents, it was beautiful. When my son was born, Andrea spoke to him in English, and I spoke to him in Spanish. We committed to raising him bilingually, and while challenging, it was worth it to hear him say, not too long after he spoke, to my Cuban father, te quiero abuelo. And just like that, 
two years of neighborly bliss past. As Catherine says, the days are long, but the years are short. When her son turned to, Catherine made a pie, organic, sweetened only with fruit, divine, and sat at our table. <laughs> she said, so have you thought about where you're going to send your son to school? We looked at each other. Uh, what do you mean? School. We still had no idea what she was talking about. You know, kindergarten, oh, school, no, no, no. Have you thought about our local public school? There was an intensity in her eyes that I hadn't seen before. I tried to make a joke. Uh, we will cross no bridge before it's time. But she just looked at us. No, 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 no. Here's the thing, she said. If we don't support our local public school, they win and all of us lose. We are on the verge of something special there. It's such a sweet, sweet school and we need 100% participation from the neighborhood. She saw my wife and I look at each other and her head dropped, almost in anguish. She said, oh no, are you guys those people? My wife's eyes pleaded with me. I said, no, 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 we are totally not those people. I don't know what she was talking about. We, we just haven't thought much past what we're having for dinner tonight. You know, she intensely stared. And I said, but, but we'll think about it for sure. We will, we will totally think about school. What the fuck? The hardcore press started. A week later, Catherine dragged us down to the school, and from the street, we could see the school garden. Corn growing, butterflies flying, chickens clucking. It was an urban Eden. She said, our scores are 860 out of 1,000. We have an incredible principal. It's a small school. It's the perfect neighborhood school. That night, after putting our son to bed, Andrea said, that was easy. As I cleaned up, she Googled the school. She's a teacher, so she knows about this shit. And she found out our score was actually 320 out of 1,000. Well, was there some mistake? The next time we saw Catherine, I asked her, and she said, oh, that's easily explained. If you factor out the Title I, ELL, and the IEE pits, you get to the 860. I had no idea what that shit meant, but it sounded good to me. Back home, Andrew did some more searching at the computer and started laughing. Honey, if you factor out those kids, you're left with one kid, Catherine's daughter. <laughs> she shook her head at the computer. This school is an underfunded, underperforming disaster. 20% of the kids are at grade level for math and reading. 25% go on to graduate middle school. The price for two years of neighborly community bliss was my kid's education, his future, his chance of even graduating middle school. Fuck Catherine and her fucking cucumber water. <laughs> And all those fuckers on the cul-de-sac, they can kiss our soon-to-be private school asses goodbye. <laughs> when Catherine asked again, are you going to the neighborhood school? I had a ready answer. Oh, you know, we'd love to, but, you know, it's, man, there's, there's no dual language program. We're committed to raising our son bilingually. She paused, and we saw shock, anger, and finally, acceptance, that smile. Well, that's probably the only acceptable excuse. See you around the loop at porch time still part of a community. And then another two years passed like that overnight. And on one porch time, Catherine said, so we started a dual language program <laughs> at our neighborhood school for, for you, for your son, and for the rest of the families. We know that this is going to be really good for all of us. And the scores, Catherine, they're climbing. There it was, that challenge. To be a neighbor, to be a part of that village. We'll think about it. We stayed away from the cul-de-sac. No porch time, no more pies, definitely no more cucumber water. We visited 17 other dual language schools all over the city. 
Our last school visit intentionally was our neighborhood school. Andrea said as we walked down, how great would it be if we loved this school? We could walk to school, be a part of the movement. It's gonna be so hard to tell Catherine no. And with each classroom we visited and each teacher we met, our fears vanished and we felt such peace. This to our surprise and delight was the perfect school for us. This decision was easy. We enrolled and went from that office right to Catherine's house. <laughs> when we told her, the flowers seemed to bloom spontaneously on her porch. Maybe they already were in bloom, I don't know. And cucumber water appeared in my hand. Wow, that was fast. Porch time erupted in joy and song and it's been the best thing we've ever done. Now, on our little patch of the cul-de-sac adjacent street, we have four families with preschoolers navigating their school choices. Last month, they all converged on our little porch with questions about our school, and we said, well, we're really happy there, but for a better picture, we'd love to introduce you to our neighbor and friend, <laughs> Catherine.